up, my friends? Dustin Stelzer, Electrician U Podcast. Uh, Rotag, my home dog that uh, does all of our podcasts. Podcast and Discord yeah. stuff, yeah. Just talk shit on the Discord server pretty yeah, much all yeah. day, all every day. day. Every day. Yeah. Really inappropriate memes. No, I'm pretty clean. Yeah. Else. <laughs> we had to clean it up over the years. <laughs> uh, we got Chad German, Utah Electric here. For those of you that don't know who Chad is, introduce yourself. I'm Chad German, Utah Electrician on Instagram. So. You just reiterated what I said. I know. Come on, you're supposed to like give more than that. Okay, so uh, Chad German, <laughs> Master Electrician, uh, Electrical Coordinator at an Apprenticeship Program, and uh, out here at NECA. So. so you're an instructor, like that's how you and I got linked up. Yeah. We've done episodes before, but um, what, what about instructing actually do you get out of it? Like what made you decide, I don't need to be in the field anymore, like I actually love teaching? Well, I... I had a guy that there was a neighbor that said Mountain Land Technical College needed teachers, you know, because there wasn't there's more students than what they had teachers. And so uh, I went and applied and got the job. And then when I noticed that other instructors were just kind of saying, read your book and let me know if you have any questions. And I did my best to teach. The students were really appreciative. And so yeah. um, and then just to see the success in those students, it just kind of became, you know, a big hook yeah. right there. And then just then the, then the the thirst of knowledge came. I got to know so that I can teach these guys. And then that became a hobby of like, I got to know more things. And then it's like, Hey man, I can learn some pretty technical stuff. So yeah, kind of grew on itself. Yeah. That's spark is the thing for me. Yeah. Teaching an apprentice out in the field that doesn't get something and then you explain it and they have to put their hands on it. And all of a sudden they get it. And it's like, yeah, you got a light bulb went off. Yeah. yeah. That's why I like teaching. Yeah. It's awesome to see, um, to to see the light bulb, but also, you know, it's, it's kind of humbling because I'm the coordinator now over the whole program and to, to see the guys that have the, the different struggles. There's 500 and some students and, and just have different guys. One guy, I was kind of chewing out of class because they weren't, they weren't bringing their books and they weren't paying attention. And, and this guy after came up and talked to me. He's like, man, my wife is in the, NIC, in the NICU with our baby all the time. And I go there to be with them and then I go to work and then I come to school. He's like, I'm going to give the the best I can, but I'm gonna get a 75 and I'm okay with it. You know, and it yeah. gave me a different perspective because yeah. I'm not that type of person, but at the same time, I would have to be if my family was in that situation. So it's yeah. those type of things that are kind of humbling too, to just yeah. see people and help them in their in their time of need type thing. Yeah, I think that's one thing that I've gotten out of teaching or just instructing in general, is that you have to understand the people that you're teaching. You can't yeah. just treat everybody like, this, like the same way and then expect, why are they not doing this? Because I, this has worked for me in the past. It's like, no, you really got to get to know your people yeah. and understand what's going on in their lives and, and understand where they're at and the level of seriousness that they care about everything. Not everybody's going to care the same, you know, and perfect example. You would have never found that out. You would have thought he was just some kid. Yeah. That didn't give it's a like, shit. Well, you're walking in late every day. What's your problem? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got problems, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still showing up. Yeah, for sure. Oh, on that same note, I teach teach uh, continuing ed, have a private company where I do consulting and things. And when you brought up Chad German, like your actual name associated. Yeah, it's Chad German electrical consulting. Consulting, So uh, I do a little bit of traveling and teaching that way too. But to what you're saying to the audience, you know, if I'm teaching a bunch of maintenance maintenance electricians at the Utah State Prison or, you know, that's that's one audience or like I went to the Utah National Guard and I taught there and those guys are a different breed, you know, and so then you go teach high school students in the daytime that are part of the apprenticeship program and, and the audiences are all different. And so you have to learn to be yourself and at the same time know how to sway an audience, if you will. So yeah. it's almost entertaining at the same time as, as uh, educating. Otherwise you're yeah. like, 
dry eye, you know, like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, do you like speaking in front of audiences or do you like more intimate? I, no, I, I don't want to say, I don't know if I like it. I, I'm okay with it. it. It's just natural for me. It's not, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm okay with doing it. It doesn't bother me, but I don't, I mean, I, there's a few audiences I've had that have been pretty big that kind of get you like, I get yeah. more nervous that like if someone asks a really hard question, I don't know. Yeah. That used to make me nervous, but now it's more of like knowing how to navigate that. Like I don't have to be the smartest guy in the room to answer a question, right? Yeah. And I don't have to have all the answers. And once I, I was okay with that, then my classes, I was okay with being in front yeah, of Yeah, I think being able to be, being comfortable saying, I have no idea, you know, I'll find out, I'll try to find out. Yeah, yeah. But being found, being in the, like, that you don't know something, or when you're wrong, being like, holy shit, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, all right, cool, well, I learned something. People love that. They love a teacher that's willing to be like, oh, dude, he's just, he's just human like the rest yeah, of Yeah, exactly. You know? It shows me it's okay to be wrong too. Yeah, so, exactly. I, I think that's, it, it is what the students, that I do have some teachers that are like, no, this is what I'm, you know, and students are pretty smart. And yeah. If they're off a little, they'll call you out, you know, and yeah. the teacher's <laughs> like, nope. And I think if you are human and you can do that stuff and be wrong, uh, you know, students really like it. So. Yeah. Now, when you have people come into the school as an apprentice, do you guys have like a, a program to get them tools or they pay for tools as part of their tuition or is it kind of like, do they buy their own stuff over time? So the, we have tools for in the lab that everybody mm -hmm. can use. And then the way Utah works is it's in the field experience is kind of separate from school. We get hands on, but just prepping them for the journeyman test because we have a practical test that you have to pass. So you have a code test, a theory test and a practical. And so we focus on motor controls and the, you know, the different pipe bending things, obstacles that they have to do. So a lot of like, if they're getting ready for the tests are in there, but a lot of them, like they get into fourth year, they want their bender to be practicing with it. They'll take right. to the test. They don't want some yeah. generic one. So. So this isn't an apprenticeship to journeyman. It's a journeyman like prep, master prep classes and whatnot. So it's a, you go to school for four years and then you can take three journeyman tests after you're done with four years of school. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you have to wait to go take your master's after four years. And then so you have to be a journeyman for four years? Yeah, or unless you have an associate's degree, then it's two years. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, Texas so. is like that. You can you have to be a two-year journeyman before you can test for your master. Okay. But yep. we also have a second year license. We have a residential license. Yeah, we have the yeah. same one. Okay. A residential journeyman after two years. So a lot of guys, our school is the number, like not number one, but we have the most amount of students going through and passing the residential test right now so it's a good stopping point a lot of guys that high up in the state are saying they want to get rid of that license but it helps they can. A lot. it helps contractors yeah because i can actually have guys that know what they're doing that i know they know what they're doing and i'm certifying my own guys i know that they can run these jobs and i can spread out four or five jobs and having somebody that's got two or three years of experience and i'm still checking on them and making sure everything's fine but I find it helps contractors because I don't need to have somebody that has an unrestricted journeyman's license that does like industrial work yeah, to yeah. wire a home, you know? Right. I just need somebody that's for the last two, three years because has been wiring homes, understands how to build a service, understands how to pull Romex, you know? Right. You know, as a residential wireman myself, we're about to be about to test for one. Getting rid of that license just seems like it's going to handicap. Like you said, you know, you're not going to have licensed guys to go out and do service changes, rough ends, where you don't need to have a journeyman on site that's just pulling Romex through walls. Right. For the most part, and you're not you're not doing service calculations already done by your your boss. That you just you're going in building a spec, 
if you don't have that license anymore. I, I've talked a lot of journeyman in Texas. A lot of the commercial guys, they see the wireman's license as a joke. Even though if you go to any company and say, I have a wireman's license, you're going to get paid a couple dollars more and probably giving keys to a truck faster than if you just don't. You're a third-year third apprentice. Okay, we have no license. We can't give you keys. Can't give you anything. Yeah. And a lot of companies over here, they top you out as an apprentice at like $18 an hour. In order to make more money, you have to go wireman or get your German's license. They just top you out until you get those tests and licenses done. Yeah. I think what, what happens in at least the state of Utah is a lot of the guys that are part of the, the board, right, the licensing board, they're big contractors, commercial, and so they look at the residential license as something that's unnecessary. But um, they're, they're the ones making the decisions at the end of the day. Right now, there are tons of contractors making a lot of money, you know, taking care of their, their companies and, and, and being successful doing residential. and so. It's only a matter of time before residential contractors get into those positions, and so it, it's almost like, well, you're, you don't want to, don't want to stop after two years. Well, that's the person's choice, and that's what I always say because I go to those meetings. Like, if somebody wants to do two years of school and then get paid, you know, thirty bucks an hour to rope houses, who cares? That's their choice. Yeah. You know, instead of going to four years and get forty-five or whatever it is in Utah, it's, you know, that's their choice to do that. You know, and there's different pace. You know, one thing about our industry that's unique is. You can get into whatever you want. Like I got into education, you know, my brother-in-law's trying to get into doing a, a maintenance, you know, you got industrial, you can get, you know, so trying to just focus on commercial seems a little silly to me, but I don't think they have, they have any, they have too many residential journeymen right now that they couldn't get rid of the license. Yeah. <laughs> and like you said, it would cripple the contractors. So they, they just can't. I think so, yeah. And I think, too, like if you give somebody a two-year point that they can achieve something, them having to study more to pass a test to be able to get that at two years rather than, because some companies, they don't have any kind of education structure. So these guys are like, after four years, just starting to open a code book and like trying to figure this stuff out. You know? Yeah. So having a two-year license kind of makes people have to at an earlier point, especially with non-union jobs, have to start studying to have something to pass to be able to get so yeah, I, I think just keeping people thirsty or you know hungry to, to pass that is another. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good stepping stone too. My son, you know, twenty years old, go take that license, become a residential journeyman. He's doing residential now, and then so you could get a residential master's license at four years in Utah, and then oh, just own your own company, your own residential company. The the downside to that is to get your normal masters, you have to have then somebody sponsor you. It's a regular master, right? So one of our instructors, uh, he's got his residential masters, owns his own little thing on the side, and then I sponsor with my master's license, so that he, when he does commercial work, he can put those hours towards doing commercial. So it's kind of a there's loopholes in everything. I think also one thing the wireman's license has lets people step up into running jobs and starts building the skills of how yeah. having to develop material lists, keep guys working. That that's a big step up from just you know running wire or running pipe all day you start yeah. getting the skills of actually running bigger and bigger and bigger jobs yeah i get asked all the time like students or like people wanting to get in the trade and they're like hey what do you recommend i do as get into residential first 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 couple years get into residential because you're right you start doing house after house after house you learn quicker to where when i got in i was commercial and then you want to do large commercial but i was sweeping the con or sweeping the floor and then then I'm uh, loading the Connex, and then all of a sudden I'm bending pipe, and then I'm pulling wire, and by the time I'm two and a half years in, I, get, I start understanding circuitry. You know what I mean? So yeah. 
Yeah. I really think that you could get those skills out. You know, you'll get where your learning curve is fresh when you first get in. That's smart to get into residential. Because in residential, you touch a little bit of you touch a little bit of EMT, PVC, seal tight. You do all, all that circuitry, troubleshooting. You touch that in a very condensed amount of time, especially if you're on service. You're kind of bouncing around from house to house to house yeah. to house. Yeah, and special service, yeah. Yeah, and you get a really good base of understanding. And, you know, like you said, a lot of commercial guys I've talked to and across our Discord, across even here in Texas, they're serving Connex boxes for six months. Oh, yeah. Then they're bending pipe for two years. And then they, they run, they enter all the circuits in the panel. And then they start learning troubleshooting skills. And they're four, five, six years into the trade. And I did all that well, my first six months of being service. Yeah, even in like wiring up a panel. I remember when I went through fourth year, there's signs on the on the pan and the electrical rooms that say fourth years and up only. You know, and so the first years are looking in, they're eating donuts. You're like, I thought they were working in there. Get out of here, you know. And so it's like That's you don't get to even make up a panel sometimes in commercial, especially large companies. And so we get into residential and can wire up those panels and understand circuitry and wire sizing stuff like that. But, it's yeah, you know, it's really funny. My my approach to uh, having an apprentice now, I've always been the like jump in, do everything myself, go get this, come and bring it to me, so I can keep doing what I'm doing, and treating them as just like runners. Uh, it's way different now. I want them to be really good, really fast. So I put my tools down, and I'm like, get over here, grab this, do this. You're doing everything, and I'll get like four or five apprentices and be like, all right, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing this, and I will let them do everything and be my hands. So they're only getting experience, and I'm not having to work. And it was a huge. There was just this like shift all of a sudden when I realized a lot of people use apprentices as their gophers but they don't it doesn't really get them a lot of experience it's right. just making me as the journeyman way more efficient at what i'm doing but if you can train them faster to get to know more it, then you're gonna have two trained guys working with each other every single day and i just find that having them know more faster is so much more beneficial for me. yeah and the only way it's going to happen is if they are actually hands-on doing this yeah one thing that i find very interesting and i like it but it's a struggle for me um in teaching and and being a foreman, which as a foreman, most of the time you're a teacher as well, right? Yeah. Um, is that like knowing when too much is too much and when to challenge, because guys can become complacent and you can have them do complacent things and then you're okay with doing your stuff and they're doing their things. I, I know a guy that he came to work for uh, the company I just left before I came to the school. This kid kills it. He's running like, he's running a division for this company now. But when he, when he was a student of mine and then he quit his company for two years, all they had him do was nail on boxes. Wow. And the, the boss was like, don't go to school. Don't yeah. be an electrician. So then he went to school anyway, and then we hired him, and now he's running crew. Like, there's crews of guys under him that he, yeah. he's like a superintendent now. <laughs> and so he definitely had the skill set, the drive, all that stuff, but they were holding him back by just giving him one step at a time. And yeah. that's just a, a thing that, as a foreman, I have a tendency to overteach sometimes too. Like. Yeah. You know, I had one student, the one apprentice, Abby, who I could, I could just tell her things, and she was an auditory learner, so she would be fine. Like I'd lie her out for forty-five minutes, 
eight hours later, she's got everything done. And I said, that's one person out of yeah, hundreds that I've taught. You know, <laughs> Most people, you got to give them one specific task. Yeah. Do this for 45 three, minutes. They forget all yeah. three and walk away. And then they're like, wait, wait, they just say. Or, I um, mean, worse in my opinion, they get all three tasks like 70% done. Yeah, yeah. And then you're wrong. Maybe they're wrong, but you have to go back and finish all three of these tasks. Yeah. And that's like, well, I got them all mostly done. It's like, well, that doesn't help me. I'd rather you just get one and a half things done than yeah. three things partly done. I was doing a charter school one time and I, I gave a bunch of devices to this guy and I said, okay, go put the devices in. And then when we went and turned on breakers, they were just popping, right? And yeah. Put the crab and I go and he literally just mounted the device like I wonder why it was so fast. I should have double checked, but he, uh, wow. he was just putting them in. He didn't wire anything up. So wires were just popping. I was like, yeah, you take that a little too literal when I say go put the receptacles in, you know? Oh man, we had an apprentice earlier that uh, a few weeks ago that, no, like probably a couple months ago that we hired that said that, oh yeah, I've got three years of experience. I know this, I know that. And then we get him out in the field and he puts GFIs in, but he doesn't, uh, he, takes all, all the grounds and just like folds them in the back of the box. There's no white to black, doesn't matter. There's no like hot side, or line side, load side, just throwing fucking wires in and especially not putting grounds in. Just thought he could leave them off. I'm like, what it's a ground heck? fault GFCI. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> how do you not know? But like hiding things, that was the other thing. Instead of asking questions, being afraid. So I think wherever he came from, he was like berated maybe or like treated in a certain way where he felt like he needed to hide that he didn't know something. Um, so he just like he would do crazy shit. Like he would take you know big huge four out wires and, and put them in a Polaris tab. But he wouldn't strip any of the ends out. He would just put the whole wire insulation and everything in and then tighten the lug. And then we're, we'd go like, try to energize a panel. And it's like why the fuck is this not working? Wow. And it's, you know, yeah, that's it's crazy like, oh my stuff. god, that's so like there's no way. Well, like what are you even experience. thinking? Yeah. yeah. See, I, but it I, just goes in teaching fear. Can fuck with it. You know, it can yeah. make people not want to ask. Something. But I think that that goes to show as well. There's different mentalities within people, and to I've, I'm around a lot of students, and sometimes guys are super wicked smart, but they're not teachable because of because of pride or because they think they're so smart that they're not teachable. I've even had some instructors. Yeah, so it's funny you mention that. We have a lot of people that come on our Discord and they're like, you know, hey, I want to be an apprentice and I've, I've watched all of your videos and I've done all this research. I'm okay, that's cool. That's fantastic. You know that. Take everything you know on your first day, leave it in the trap. Do not bring that like you know more than you yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Take your pride, throw it in the trash. You haven't done anything to earn it yet. Yeah. Go in, you're green, you're new, you know nothing. Don't question what your journeyman does unless you know it's, unless you, are a hundred and ten percent sure it's gonna burn the house down? Don't question it. Yeah. Like you don't don't go in there asking your journeyman every single little thing because you think you know something because you watch a YouTube video. Yeah. That is something I've told uh, plenty of apprentices that come into the to the Discord and they're like, I want to learn. I want to learn. Okay, well that's awesome, but like let's let's pace it back. Yeah, a yeah. Bit. Let's yeah. slow you down. Like understand that your journeyman isn't gonna do things the way that you see it on the on the videos because. He's not Dustin. He's not any of us. That's your journeyman. You're going to have to get used to his habits and his mannerisms. You may get a guy that doesn't want to teach you. He wants you to sit there, watch him do the work, and then learn something from that and not ever explain that. And then you have to figure out how to learn. That, that's what the Discord, that's what, you know, I think what you wanted with the channel is, you know, you're working, but you don't know, your journeyman's not teaching you. So yeah. how do you learn from that? 
So back in high school, I had a psychology teacher who he told us that repetition is key to learning. And he would have, he would be walking down the street, he'd see all his old students, and they do this because they remember back in high school, they said repetition is key to learning. And he just, he would say it and then keep on walking. The high school students would get a little bit of a giggle out of it. So when you have apprentices, like you need to be on them about making sure that they do everything the right way. Whether it's twisting wire nuts, doing GFCI, line side, load side, just making sure they're there. It's in their mind that you're going to come check their work, and it needs to be right. Yeah, yeah. And it, back to your your point with like when you're talking about like knowing their challenges. My brother-in-law's in the field, and he's he's done with school. He's trying to take his uh, journeyman test. But a challenge I had with him because he worked for a, with a foreman that was like do it my way, only my way, which is I get it to a, a certain point, but then there becomes a point where it's like, I want you to bring me, you know, he'd bring me things and say like, Chad, I, I don't know what to do here. And I'm like, yes, you do. And he'd be like, well, I can do this, this, or this. Okay, I can pick one, right? So I remember my foreman saying when I got to be a third year, like, hey man, if you can stay three steps ahead of me, you're, you're two steps ahead, or you're one step ahead of the guy that I liked before, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, that guy's two steps ahead of him. So we'd pull up to the job and I'd see we'd have PVC, so I'd unload the PVC, get the glue out, get the trencher you know turned on and so sometimes if we have that attitude like shut up and just listen it does stop the learning process in general too but i get what you're saying when you first start when you're green up to that first two years yeah just shut up and take it all in but once you yeah. start being able to and as a foreman that's that hard part of like okay is this guy ready for me to teach him how to handle tasks and it's easy by Okay, can you do this? How long does that take you? You know, like, okay, now I can give you a little bit bigger projects. Like Abby, the girl I was talking about, she's running crews already and she's not got any license yet, but yeah, she's but better than a lot of the guys that yeah. probably have licenses because she's learned how to manage her time and, and, yeah. and look for those things. So I say, bring me, bring me a solution, not a fire to put out. Yes. And then yes. Stay, yeah. stay three steps ahead of me because the guy yeah. that I like more than you is two steps ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess some guys that constantly call me all day long, like eight or nine calls, 14 text messages by the end of the day, just always fishing for, hey, I don't know what to do. Hey, how do uh, well, I ran into this? It's like I stop answering their questions at a certain point because it's like I want you to figure out what to do when I'm not around. And I want you to think through things because a lot of the things you're asking me are things that if you just thought for a little while, you'd get it right away yeah and so like if it's really a hot fire and it's a crazy thing call me and say this is a hot fire i need i need you for yeah. This. yeah yeah See, i always like if i have a problem with my boss i'm already trying to think of a solution oh, right. and i have a solution i'm just making sure that's what he wants me to do yeah. before i before i do whatever always. whatever the situation is i'm like hey i'm running into this problem pretty sure if i do this 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 and this will fix it yeah. what's your perspective he's like good bad Okay, we're on the next yeah. one. Yeah, yeah so you're still bringing running up like, oh, what do we do? What do we yeah, do? yeah, you're bringing him the solution, but yeah. he's putting the green stamp on it, right? Yeah. Yep. And just for the record, my brother-in-law watches your stuff, so he's doing good now. <laughs> he makes a lot of great decisions, good. and uh, I recommend him for anybody if he's looking for a job. <laughs> cool. Well, dude, it was really good to meet you finally, yeah. like in person. Yeah, it was awesome. Meet you. It's me, 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 and everybody. Really an online uh, electrical romance, bromance. Actually, <laughs> so, to meet you and you yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, you're like part of my community, and I know you by your tag name, but I actually got some. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm just like an hour down south. I know it's so crazy. <laughs> I've already tried to convince him to quit his job and come work. Twice, with me. twice. He's in. Georgia. I'm probably the only yeah. one in your community that said no to come work with yeah, you. Yeah, and it's like legitimately, I could throw a rock and hit you. You're working near me all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You must you have a good master. Like, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I was just saying, you must have a great employer. Then. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah.
Well, dude, thank you so yeah. much. Um, nice to meet you too. Nice to meet you. All right. See you guys in the next one.